Flux DeBose, episode 234, recorded on October 23rd, 2018, on the docket today, IRL, a little listener's choice stuff, things, oh, what you playing, featuring Lake Mungo and Saga. Finally, we're going to close out the show with that community grab bag and that sweet, sweet, awkward finish. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, please, please, please enjoy the show. I happen to think that is what Scatman... Carruthers, Scatman John, whatever his name is. That's what he sounds like in the afterlife, you know? If I could do that, I would do it all the time. (laughs) I don't see why you want it. Welcome to Flux Depose. I am Jason Lacey, joined by my best bud in the whole wide world, Mr. Lucas Rose. Oh, hello. I hope this Tuesday, if you're watching live, or perhaps Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, insert whatever day of the week you find yourself listening to Flux Post is treating you well. As we are here, as we like to say, pull up a chair, grab open a nice beverage, and join us on a journey through podcast entertainment, podcast mild entertainment. I'd like to thank any of those things, but hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. And we're going to do a little podcast now, and don't don't skip it. Don't skip it. Stick around. You, you're not going to want to miss this, so don't touch that dial. Yeah, I won't believe what happens next. If you're watching the video, you can see that I'm joined by Lucas Belichick Palpatine Rose. Yes. I I have become Darth Vader <laughs> and with that, Palpatine. <laughs> you and ruined it. Drink, you broke. <laughs> drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> you broke Darth all the immersion. Vader. You, you you ruined it now. I know. You big, I, you big I dummy. Ruined every, do it. Do you should have said you you blew it. <laughs> I did blow it. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, that that's essentially what this podcast is like. I uh, hope if you're a first time listener, welcome. Returning guests, we appreciate you. We had a recent Netflix creation poll <sighs> hit, the, hit the Twitterverse. And you guys did select as we announced last week VHS two. So again, you have two weeks yet. To watch VHS 2, we will be talking about that the first episode of November, which is going to be November 6th of this year. Next week will be a gaming episode following our handy-dandy content creation guidebook calendar deluxe galaxy edition that we made up. We'll have a gaming episode. We haven't we haven't talked about a game yet. We'll, we'll figure out a, a genre, a playlist. What We're going to play we'll the PS5 um, Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. multiplayer. You got the beta? The source Dude, code? I'm getting the beta. Yeah, I got the source code. I hacked it from SonyPlayStation.com. We're in, dude. I hear that's Oculus Rift compatible. Finally, <laughs> it something. It is. It is. But only the second version that they just canceled. Oh, damn. oh. oh Topical dang news spoiler for Topical. those who didn't know. All that's you right. VR so, junkies. <laughs> that's right. So there you go. We've got a VHS2. You want to watch that? And I think you will 
enjoy it. You know what? Speaking of two, I'm just going to watch both of them. I'm still watching Bos- Boskin. Boskin. Yeah, I think I'll do that too. Uh, you know, we got great com- feedback on Twitter about it. We had one of our friends like their review of it. which The trailer. So the trailer. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I kind of have to watch at this point. So it maybe you'll double bonkers. dip. That's the Flux Post Challenge. Watch VHS 2 and Baskin. What? And then you will earn a Flux the Star. It's a it double feature. A whole load of Flux the Crap. Double feature. Do it. Do it. All those things. And as always, we always like to talk about these things on Discord. You can hit us up and join us over at flexibos.com slash Discord. That'll get you the server invite. And you can talk, you see Lucas talking about his illnesses. And Well, you're going to hear about it right now. You're going to hear about it, but you'll get to hear about it I was going to say there's much more. Yeah, you get live updates on my gallbladder status. <laughs> <laughs> my gallbladder just tweeted at 10.15. <laughs> well, since you just put out a great teaser like that, let's let's hear let's hear about gallbladder. Are you saying let's 55. get into it? Let's get into it, as we say on Battle of the Beer. Yes, a great show that you should check out at YouTube.com. Yes, there'll be a new plug. there'll be an episode releasing tomorrow, or if you're listening what? to this the day we're after, fo- we're following our release schedule. Yeah, I I had they were all uploaded, so I was just like. I, I need guess to I should just, do this. Yeah, I just need how to. Many are, how many are in the can? Three or we got two left? We got two left now after we released last week. And we the probably, best should, is yet to come. We should probably find an epi- a day to actually shoot the final three episodes. Well, that's going to get interesting because <laughs> of what I'm about to talk about. Uh-oh. But uh, okay. yes, actually. Well, before that, though, teaser the not next week. Next week's is good, too. But the week after that, you're you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be great. So anyways, I um, if you were if you recall on last week's episode, I was feeling like absolute garbage. And that was because that night I just my body was like, you know, what? I'm just not going to digest food now. So have fun with that. And I did. I went to bed on a full stomach having last eaten dinner, which occurred at approximately 6 p.m. that evening okay. and so went to pl- bed. That's plenty, that's plenty of digestion time. Yes. Right? Yes. Plenty. Typically I'm, I'm, you know, fighting back hunger pangs by 9 p.m. But not, not this night, Jason, something was different. So would you say you're like, you would, your body would like shout out a really great nineties anthem about going hungry. Normally, yes, that would normally be. I don't mind stealing bread. I'm going hungry. (laughs) I'm going hungry. Is that live? Is that the band live? Uh, I don't think it wasn't live, but I think it was. It wasn't Temple of the Dog. I think. I think that's what it is. Lightning crash. I'll look it up while you tell us the story. Okay. So I yeah, uh, it's Temple of the Dog. Oh, thank goodness. Um. So I I went to bed. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go to bed. Even though I felt literally like garbage and my stomach was just bloated and I felt awful. So I was hoping I would just digest overnight, but I did not. In fact, I woke up at 2 a.m. and from there it was just horrible. So I said to myself, all right, self, we're just going to throw this up because it's clearly oh. not coming through. Yes. Well, and my stomach felt like hot battery acid. It it just was not good. I don't know what was going on. But it had to come out. And it wasn't going to go the right way. So I had to go it had to go one way on the wrong way street or something. 
Um, Isn't that like a terrible feeling too? When that's like that's the conclusion you've had to draw. It's like, well, I got to do this. Well, it's bad I when mean, you have to come to that conclusion, and your body isn't just like, "I'm going to I feel sick I now." You're like, "No, I am going to. <laughs> I will be the one in control." And then I proceeded to attempt to throw up and couldn't quite do it. So I went back to sleep. I threw up a little bit, but it wasn't as relieving as I was hoping. Went back to sleep, woke up probably another hour or two later, feeling exactly the same, still just bloated and awful and undigested. And I said, all right, we're going to try a little bit harder this time. And sure enough, whoo, once you pull the, once you pull the plug, <laughs> man, it, uh, it all came out. Ugh. So I threw, uh, yeah, I, I, Cleared all that out and I went to bed and um, I felt slightly better, but not great enough that I could sleep at least. So the next day, uh, besides obviously feeling like I threw up hot battery acid, um, (laughs) which is one of my favorite metal bands, by the way, I guess it'd be more like punk band. But anyways, uh, I, uh, I kept getting nauseous whenever I ate. And I, I just didn't feel normal. Like I would get hungry and then I would start eating, but I would immediately get kind of full feeling. And mm-hmm. uh, I was digesting at this point though. I was very cautious about that, but I could tell I, like I could feel the water. I would drink some water and it would go through a super dehydrated. Holy cow. Um, cause none of that water would go through my body. So it probably wasn't getting to the, the parts it needed to get to. Um, right. And so for a few days, I just felt nauseous and just didn't feel that great. Now, I had a doctor's appointment already scheduled for Friday, and uh, I I made it until Friday. And I, I eventually started feeling better and better and better to the point where I'm at now, where I feel somewhat normal again as far this was, as being This was able like to a regular, regular scheduled follow-up from all the yes, previous Yes, yes, I didn't make this duration. one. Yep. Yeah. This was for my blood pressure and my other stuff uh, and like weight loss and stuff like that. So- uh, I talked to her about it and she said, yeah, it sounds like gallbladder. So we did some blood tests and she just wanted to do it specifically. I didn't have to fast or anything. This wasn't for my cholesterol or anything like that. She just specifically wanted to see what my enzymes or proteins or whatever they are, whatever shows up in the blood test when they, when they check your liver function. Um, there's some things in there. And then of course I've talked about bilirubin before, which is a fun word to say. And that's basically bile. I mean, it's like bile salts or something. It's an indicator of how much bile is in your blood. Mm-hmm. You typically have a little bit, uh, but most of that gets excreted out. Um, so if for some reason you have a blockage, instead of it being excreted through your intestines, colon, you know, all that stuff, you... Uh, it just ends up going in your blood and eventually kind of works its way out even to the skin level, I guess that'll, I'll come back to that in a second, but we did the blood test and she said, if it, if it's nothing important, you won't hear back until like a week from now. But if it's, if there's something that we see, you'll hear back probably by Monday. And I said, okay. I said, well, are you expecting anything serious? And she said, no, probably not, but you never know. Um, doesn't hurt to be prepared. And I said, okay. So Monday rolls along and, uh, I get a call from, or I have a voicemail. I'm like, Oh no, it's from the hospital. So now I got to call them. So I call them. And of course I'm dreading because it obviously means something was serious. Like they weren't calling me to just be like, Hey, everything's okay. We just want to tell you right away. 
Uh, that's not how the, how the world works. So I call them back and they say, your everything is elevated that points to a gallbladder problem. Um, most likely some kind of blockage. Uh, and I said, well, can I, can I have those results sent to me so I can just see the numbers? I'm very number driven, even though I hate math, I like to know the things that are going on. She's like, yeah. So she sent it along and I'm looking at it and there are three things, uh, that show up on there. Uh, one of which is the bilirubin and then some, proteins or enzymes or whatever that basically say how much liver damage you might have at the, at that particular moment or be experiencing because of these proteins or whatever that are in your blood. It's an indicator. All of these things are indicators. My bilirubin levels were twice as high as the topmost oh, amount because it's a range. So twice as high as the topmost amount. One of my, um, one of my liver enzyme thingies, the the indicators, was almost three times as high. It was like it maxed out at like 155. Mine was like 357. So that was really bad. Um, and then the other two were also high. One wasn't too bad, but there was another one that was twice as high as the the maximum allowed. Basically, everything mm-hmm. else looked fine. My proteins, my you know uh, calcium, and all that stuff. So she said, this definitely points to gallbladder. And the interesting part for me is that a lot of people can have different experiences. Like you can have gallbladder problems and it won't be the same as the next person. Um, so long story short, I'm guessing like a partial blockage or something, some sort of gallstones that are partially blocking a bile duct or, you know, get inflamed. And then once it's inflamed, it it blocks up even more because you know, it's getting like squished, squished down that little bile duct. Yeah. Cause it's not very big. So of course, you know, it's basically made to fail. It seems like, um, so from here, basically what it looks like is I have an ultrasound scheduled for Saturday, this Saturday. Um, and then I just scheduled a doctor's or a surgeon's consultation next Tuesday, um, in the morning. And so next episode, I'll have more information as far as actually, is it going to be surgery? But I would say it's probably 80% likely that it's going to be surgery depending on what the ultrasound looks like. So, I mean, they're going to put you in like a machine, like in, uh, in, uh, (laughs) oh gosh, what's the Prometheus. And like these lasers and they, I wish, I wish, but you know, I guess I can't complain though, because they say nowadays, instead of opening you up with like a six inch cleaver scar, they just put, uh, they're like four little one inch cuts cutting through the, your, uh, like your muscle, your skin, your muscle, your diaphragm, whatever. So you got a couple layers to get through. Um, and then they just stick a scope in you and that, that pretty much does everything. So it's uh super assuming that that's what's happening, super simple in and out and probably a couple hours. Most of the time we'll be, you know, getting prepped, I'm sure. And then I think mm-hmm. the surgery takes about 45 minutes. So I'm scared. I've never had surgery. I've never gone under, but I, I'm it's it'll be fine. I'm sure the My only- wife says if you're 
talked to her because she had never gone under either until she had a procedure done earlier in the year. And she was always nervous about it. And as sensitive as she is to medication, she's like, so if you ever talk to anybody, talk to her. She's like, I would go. She's like, I would get an epidural again in a heartbeat. And I would take that dream sleep any day. <laughs> oh, man. It, it was like, that sounds she great. Up, she woke up from it and it's just like, and after she like came to and had the time where she, after she was loopy, she's like, I've never felt so good. <laughs> Well, and I'm curious to see, speaking of feeling good, and and that's what I figured. My only real hesitation, honestly, is my blood pressure, which is still high. As soon as I stopped working out, it shot right back up to dangerous levels. Like I was 180 over 110 at, at the doctor's office. Now, when I get it checked there, it's always high because for some reason I get it, I get anxious about it and it kind of gets in my mind and my blood pressure goes up. So that's part of it too, but I got put on a different prescription for that because um, the one I was taking kept giving me uh, acid reflux. And she looked at me funny because it's not a symptom of that, but of that medication. But every time I take it 5 a.m., I would wake up and just burning Mm -hmm. right in my chest like somebody shoved a hot coal down my throat, which, you know, I'm sure there's some people who want to do that out there. But there might be. I don't I don't want to have to feel that if, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I'm not, I know that now. (laughs) So, uh, in closing though, I'll know more next episode. It's probably, well here, this is how important it is. My doctor said to my wife when they went to my son's appointment on, uh, this Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Monday. She said, um, I will be surprised if he doesn't end up getting it removed in the ER. If he, if he can make it long enough to till the surgery appointment. And that scared me. I was like, Oh God. So I bought That's a terrible thing. That's a horrible thing for them yeah, to say though. I bought like a bunch of bland food, making sure I'm keeping track of, well, not keeping track, but uh, getting as low amount of fats as possible. But on the other hand, I mean, on Friday after my do- doctor's appointment, cause I didn't have my blood results yet. We had pizza. So I, I hope it's not fingers crossed. I hope it's not as dire as it seems, but that could just mean it's random, which is almost worse because then I'm like, it could just happen anytime really. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's hopefully that puts all of this to bed. And like I said, speaking of feeling better, I hope once it gets removed, maybe my blood pressure will go down a little bit because if it's inflamed all the time and this has been happening for a year, year and a half, it's possible right. that it would be elevated from that. Maybe not. I mean, I have a history of it anyway, so can't run from it. But uh, I'm hoping I feel better. No more ticking time bomb in my stomach waiting to lay me out. So hopefully good things, I guess, is, is coming out of this. Plus, it needs to happen before the end of the year because, according to my wife, we have hit our deductible on our insurance. <laughs> so if it, it doesn't matter if it's ER or if it's uh, scheduled at the surgeon, it it's all the same as far as that's concerned. So, you know, it only took me going to the ER and hospital and doctors over and over again to, to make it happen, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So there we go. That's that. My super fancy health update, not an ER visit for once. So yeah, no kidding. Well, hopefully you don't have another ER visit and I hope you can make it to the scheduled date if that's what it, you know, requires. I hope so. If I had to guess, I would say probably, the second week of November 
is probably what they'll schedule me for would be give or take like three days. It's probably yeah. ho- hopefully what they can get me in for. So, Hey, you might've noticed my camera just hiccup there for a second. I just noticed in discord video chat, you can select your regions now. And I was default set to U S central and there's just a little drop down above our little cameras. Oh yeah. U S search bar. So now I'm on U S East. Wow. For some reason I was on central. I don't know. Nifty thing. Uh, well for me, you know, we recorded the show a day late last week due to scheduling things. So it wasn't really, honestly, not a lot has happened because we had a, a family wedding to go to. So we loaded, I had Friday through Monday off and we were up in Roger city where I talked about over the summer. My, with my in-laws, we rented a house up there and got to stay uh, up there and spend some time with the family and just kick back and do experience the cold. It was cold up there, but just do a lot of different, it was nice just to spend time with my son and my wife and quality time with the family and, you know, nothing uh, of note. You know, the wedding was very interesting, very um, hickerbilly. Yeah, I saw that you, uh, I saw you had said that um, the food they had there. Well, yeah, well, so um, I didn't go to the reception. I stayed um, with my son because those, I mean, the ceremony because the, that was like at two o'clock and he's still napping at that point. But we, we came to the reception and I guess like, that's where the, all the, the fun is, the, anyway. The rings, the rings were like 20, 25 minutes late. I don't know what happened there. And originally, they were supposed to have it outside in northern they Michigan. Still, they were still crafting them in the <laughs> the fires of Mount yep. Mordor. Right. So they originally intended to have the wedding outside, but I mean, mid to late October in northern Michigan, that's probably not a good option. I mean, it was high winds, bitter cold, so they moved it. Ended up being in the same spot where the reception was at, and I mean. The groom is kind of a piece of work anyway, but how do you um, know these people again? I'm sorry. It, it's my, my wife's mom's brother's daughter. So it's her cousin. One of her okay. Cousins. So you, they you really don't know them that well then I'm guessing. Right. Okay. But the groom, it just seems like your typical redneck, like I work on my truck type thing. And unfortunately I, I, the stuff I know about him, just, he's not really that good of a person, I think, but okay. he, uh, he shows up to the reception, has his baseball cap on the whole time. Yeah, we were I thought worried that was that he was going to have it on during the ceremony, but literally he always has it on because I think he's like self-conscious because he's like balding. His hair is, yeah, his hair is thin. He always has his <laughs> yeah. ball cap on. So already shows up at the reception, the ball cap on, the tie all loosened. Very, you can tell he's already been drinking heavily. And it was just like, I was like, pardon me, I was we're, like, you know. We're, we're supposed to stand. Somebody tell me I, we're I, supposed I to stand. Like, say they don't care but it's like at some point you know not like i look back at our wedding pictures but like for other people it's like don't you want to like at least be presentable and like not have the hat and well it's like it's it's a it's a respect thing like i said like i'm sure i guess i hope that your wife now doesn't care that you are not treating it very seriously but just i think she thinks she can change him and make him a better oh boy oh boy that type of scenario. <laughs> and yeah, for the food was um, hamburgers and hot dogs. Well, so that was a first at a, at a wedding. Now, were they good hamburgers and hot dogs or were they like the frozen? They, they were good. Okay. I thought they were good. So. Okay. Well, then I wouldn't. So I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really care. And they had October. They had a bar. Now, apparently, the, it was the groom's job to get the beer for the bar. Okay. And he knew about it. And then he just never did it. So oh. my, my, my uncle-in-law was just like, well, I'm not going to pick up the tab. It's going to be a cash bar then. But then that's something you should the, be figuring out while it's happening. <laughs> yeah, and then he went. But then he went to the uh, 
he went to the bar service and he gave him a list of names. He's like, these people don't have to pay. So his family, he was like, he was free. like, yeah, it's like his like family members was like, yep. So, um, I don't know. It was it was just interesting. that sounds like but, a strange you know, ass. Well, and yeah. and what's nice about like that much separation is that you kind of just get to hang back and just kind of look at the proceedings and yeah. make notes and, and, and just and we like, left Dang. and we left we left pretty early because we had Aiden too. Um, because we put, I think we took off wait, wait, wait. for seven. You didn't just tell your wife to take the kid so that you could stay and drink. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't do that. And wow. that was it, man. You know, just had a lot of a lot of good time with the family, and that uh, that's really it. We got back yesterday, and now I'm back to work. And what was the drive time? It's like a four hour, four and a half hour Ooh, drive there and back, or yeah, one way. Oh, okay. And we and we have to stop because we usually try to time it out. So, um, Aiden's awake for like an, a little bit and then we stop to eat or whatever. And then he takes a nap. Did you drive at all during this time? No, I didn't this trip. Did that please you or are you a driver? Cause personally I'm a driver. I'd rather just be driving. Uh, it doesn't matter. I can go either That's way. Good. That's good. Some people like it would kind of drive me nuts to go for four hours. Cause I find like, I'll take my stuff with me, but I can't ever really focus on it. So I just end up sitting there. Yeah, I mean, like the drive up, I you know we were all talking, and then I was you know social media here and there, and I was deleting work emails as they'd come in. But I know, or, or I'd sit in the back with Aiden, and then I'm just you know playing with him, entertaining him. So Jason, are too. you going to be on a device the entire trip? <laughs> that did, yeah. I can't, I'm not saying that happened or not, but I just like to imagine that it did. Gosh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, it sounds like you had to, it's almost like no, a mini good. vacation. Yeah, because we had the week weekend before that. We were away on our anniversary, and now we had this weekend. So now, here we are. Here you are. You back, made it back to back to reality. You should I write bet, a movie about it. Up. I bet. I mean, there. It sounds like a movie to me. You just have to. You have to like punch up the comedy, as they say. I do. You gotta. You go through the rough draft first, and then you, on the second draft, you punch up the comedy. Put some put some projectile vomiting in there. Some diarrhea. And yeah. Exactly. That'll probably make for a great time. Cast. Just assume that Paul Rudd is going to play you. And so as you're writing it, just only write it for him. So if he doesn't agree to play the part, you basically can't make the movie. I hear that's a really good strategy to go with. (laughs) I like this idea. I like where you're going at. Cool. I like it. Cool. Perfect. Good. Thank you for that idea. No problem. I appreciate it. (laughs) Now I have, I get a, I get a credit on the, on the the movie now. You do. Pay me money. Uh, typically on the show, guys, we have a content that's been planned out. We like to always announce it and get your interactions. And through this time, you know, we had the way the schedule kind of planned out. We had a little gap here. And rather than coming up with something or shoehorning something in there, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's just leave it up to the listeners, the viewers, and announce that in last week's show to, hey, send us your stuff. And we'll either send something you'd like us to talk about, you know, like a topic or a theme. And in this case, which we've done in the past, I think we more got some questions to answer in uh in regards to the show so that is going to be our main focal point this evening the excellent i love it listeners it, lightning round it's like an so, extra ga- grab bag it is because there is no regular grab bag so we got this instead so this boom. is <laughs> boom well then Actually, it, no i take that back i take that back i found a dan anthony-esque article for the grab bag oh last week. snap so, you know i almost did that too maybe i should start i should start uh entering it, it's yeah, almost going to just be the return of the news section 
Yeah, I found a good one. So Excellent. starting off with our listener's choice for tonight, Mr. Spooky Bit at Bad Bit, Joseph Moran himself. Yeah, who would win in a fight? Also, who would fight dirty? Please expand on this. My money is on Jason, meaning Ooh. I would fight dirty. Oh, Lucas I thought his money was know, on you to win. But that could have been maybe. Well, these are two separate tweets, so okay. It's hard to take that context, where's the where's you know? the where's the break? Please, yeah. where's the, where did he break it? Like, where was the the that that was the that was the tweet number two? Or uh, no, my so, money sorry. is on Jason. Tweet, tweet number two was also who would fight dirty. Ah, gotcha. So okay, you know, Lucas, we've lived together. We've been friends for a while. We haven't had too many escalated altercations. altercations <laughs> I mean, in our our tenure we're both, as friends, we're both. Uh, like pissy, uh, uh, passive aggressive people. Yeah, we're both more likely just to go in our room and type angry messages about you. And oh, where his, I, you his can door's see them. closed. I guess he's. I guess I'm not going to play World of Warcraft with him tonight. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to type an angry blog on MySpace and hope that he reads it later. <laughs> this is this is great poetry fuel. Freaking hate that guy. <laughs> oh hey dude, what's up? Yeah, no, I'm just going to the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, well, let's. I mean, okay. if we compare like fighting statistics now, I mean, I thought you were going to say fighting styles. Like, you dropped you, you dropped down in weight class. We're in a similar weight class Ooh, now. That's only so. going to hurt me, though. <laughs> Honestly, I have a slight height advantage on you. Not much. How's I'm your reach sure about, these days? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. That's like I said. I don't know what our reach is. All right, get I out of like, tape. Measure. I feel like I'm just. I'm just my build naturally is just a little more linkier than yours. I feel yeah. like I might have you in the reach. Yeah. I have a long torso. So I feel like, uh, I don't have very long arms, you know, I like, I don't have yeah. very long legs either actually. So I would imagine my arms mm-hmm. aren't too long. And quite honestly, have you ever been in a fight before? Cause I sure as hell haven't. I've boxed before, but that's completely not different. like a physical fight, like a fist fight. No, I never have. So we're, we're so in that sense, we're, Basically, it's just gonna, going to it's employ gonna look like that video of those two cyclists that are fighting with one another during this race, and they're like can't throw punches at all, and it's just terrible. <laughs> or a, looking. a slap fight, like in soccer, usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would imagine that. See, now here's the thing: I just described my health situation. You got to bring that into play. Ooh, I'm not. I'm not I used, too I used hot. to work out at the gym. You used to work mm, out at home. That's true. That's true. We don't work out at all anymore. <laughs> Endurance is always a question for me because I have never been too fit. So I took my dog and my kid for a walk today. So I mean, you're gonna you're that. gonna win on the endurance for sure. I w- I would I would say that most likely one of two things are gonna happen. One, we either both get tired and just give up, Ooh. which is most likely. Yeah. Uh, or two, I would lose because I would get tired and wouldn't want to get hurt anymore. <laughs> I'm going to play this, this strategy game, the long game. Yes, you're going to get in my mind. So who's going to fight dirty then? I think because of the health situation, I think you're going to fight dirty now because you got to make up that ground. You're like, I, you know, you know that. Ooh, that depends on how desperate I get. Because honestly, I don't think any of you're gonna use of your, us You're going to use your, your alien toxic spit. <laughs> my, bad, my stomach acid. As I, a just, mild, I just have to. You're like, <laughs> what is he doing? And I'm just like. Giving myself the Heimlich, basically. (laughs) (laughs) An episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. Sounds like bacon cooking. (laughs) Oh, my God. This fight, it looks like Celebrity Deathmatch. This fight just Mm -hmm. got really weird. Oh, my God. I think 
either way, whoever wins, we're both going to be jacked up a bit by the end of it. If, if whoever wins, we both lose because we just threw a good friendship out the window. That's true. It's always That's in true. fun. It's always in fun when we, when we fight. Uh, we had a couple messages hit through Discord. I posted this in the Make Us Better community section as well. Um, Seth is the goat with a real humdinger. Cats. Not even a question mark. It's not, just, not that's even a question mark. That's just, a statement. Just cat. So I, I think that's just a statement. So, yeah, they're an animal. They are an uh, animal. Dom- domesticated. I've owned them. You've owned them. I have owned a singular cat. I think maybe, you know, Asher, Asher is the breed of dog that will live forever, but in case something ever does go wrong and he doesn't. <laughs> Can't get rid of this um, damn dog. I don't, I don't think we'd get another dog. Maybe we would get a cat just because, you know, yep. they're less... They're less maintenance. That's true. All of they're their well, maintenance. They're not, not maintenance, but they're more self-sustaining. How about that? Yes. They're not less maintenance. It's just all of their maintenance clumps together in one specific spot that you have to. <laughs> you I'll get some saying? weird cat that has some weird disease and requires injections. Just or sprays That's urine on everything that you own. Ooh. Great cat. Uh, very, great very cat. friendly. He pees on everything. But he's, other there's, than that. There's like a cat's like movie or something based on the show with like Idris Elba. Nine Lives. There's that Nine Lives with I think Alec Baldwin or something. Uh, Similar vein, Kaboski also on on Discord says croquet tips. Now at least um, wait, is that croquet or is that crochet? It's That's croquet, right? No, I think that's crochet. Oh, darn. Well, that's crochet. crochet. Yeah, because croquet has a has a Q in it. It has a K in it, doesn't it? No, Q. No, I think it has a Q. C R O Q U E T. Well, darn. Now that's totally not fun. Now, crochet tip? I don't know. I've never crocheted. Listen. You use, is that where you use the sticks or do you do the It's the loop? sticks, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's knitting. It's, knitting and crochet are the same thing, right? Well, knitting, you use needles and croquet, you <laughs> so, have. Somewhere somebody's like, I mean, croquet. Those are, they couldn't, they couldn't be more different. <laughs> The difference between you, okay here, I have many fine leather-bound books. <laughs> the difference between uh, croquet and I mean cr- crochet. Now I'm confused. How do we say it? Crochet, right? And knitting, crochet yeah. is, um, um. Okay, I thought there. <laughs> there we this go. Is the worst I think it's what ever. you use. I think it's the stuff that you use. Both crafts utilize yarn or fiber, and you can make the same sorts of projects, sweaters, shawls, blah, 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 with either technique. Mm-hmm. Both knitters and crocheters work from patterns patterns, and use abbreviations. Oh, some of them. Okay. Knitting and crocheting both require similar skills. Both knitters, amazing health benefits. Both knitters. Well, because nobody, nobody knows. Nobody Above cares. all, both knitters and crocheters need to have the patience necessary to keep working stitch after stitch after stitch until a project is complete. And that there you go. is where now, I would fail. One, say, that more, say that one more time and just really enunciate it, and there's our tip. <laughs> Above all, both knitters and crocheters need to have the patience necessary to keep working stitch after stitch mm-hmm. after stitch until mm-hmm. a project is completed. Thank you. There you Hot go. Hot tip. I hope, I hope that serves you well on your journey to uh crocheting mastery. special special now, k is just like now we're getting stuff i think we can, we can actually we can actually have some sink our some teeth into it, mm, it i don't here. know the fight was pretty good though 
who it was, Mr. Mr. Patrick Wagon, Patty Wagon, Nintendo Talk. Legend has it that a good pumpkin mm-hmm. ale exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any suggestions? Because I've never had a good one. Joy emoji. And I asked him, could you top of your head? What have you tried? So we can touch on that. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is Shipyard, which I would believe would be Pumpkin, right? I've had the Shipyard one. No, I think that's just Pumpkin Ale. Is let me, it just let me, let me look. I want to say that it was not very Pumpkin, pumpkin Head. Yes, I, was say, I, don't I don't think I like I've that one it. very much. I've had it once. It's, I mean, if you go by its Beer Advocate score or Rate Beer, it looks like it's pretty um, middle of the road. Averages a three. So that's not very good. I had for it. A it, it was all right, but I mean. Here's the thing I, I found, like, I'm usually pretty all-in on pump. I not Well, not all-in. I've, I've enjoyed the style, but I think I've gotten more, in recent years, I've gotten more into the Bavarian thing of beer, so I'm much more going for an Oktoberfest, more into a Marzen for this time of yes. year. Yes, Marzins are good. Now my more go-to, but I still do enjoy a good pumpkin ale. And I think there's been, I mean, it depends. There's different. There's different variants, and we've talked about this before, and we've talked about it on on Battle of the Beer. You can go like full on, I want this to taste like pumpkin pie. Or there's the thing where it's like, I'm going to take pumpkin pie, I'm going to break apart all the elements, and I'm going to do certain, the essence, certain things that call yeah, to that. Because you, you can have a sweet, you can have a dry, you can have pumpkin. There's a difference between pumpkin and like a pumpkin pie beer because they're yeah. Remember the one we had that just tastes like pumpkin juice. I think we had it on the show. It was like yeah. straight up, not what we were expecting at all. Yeah. We did a pumpkin episode way back when, and we did, it was pumpkin versus pumpkin kick. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And I think pumpkin was the one that, that was the winner. And that was by, was that by, I don't even remember who that was by anymore. Pumpkin. That's yeah. uh and that's not a bad. That's not a bad one. It's not. I mean, it's not going to knock your socks off. But I mean, uh, Southern Tier. Southern Tier. Okay. Yeah. Which is like. I think. Like I was just thinking. Like my top pumpkin ales are probably still. And I know it's not one of your favorites, but I still think I still love Ichabod. I think. See, it's solid. That's solid. Yeah. Though. Yeah, it's a solid, and that's not going to be, it's not like in your, the pumpkin flavor isn't like in your face. No. You know, there's much more cinnamon and like the nutmeg and the allspice, that type, those type of flavors are much more pronounced. But if you go to, um, I haven't had it in a while, but I still think, it, I, the last time I had it, I really enjoyed it, was um, Flying Dog's uh, Pumpkin Ale. I always thought that was a solid pumpkin ale from mm. Flying Dog. Not, not Flying Dog, uh, excuse me, um, Dogfish head. Oh, punk! Yeah, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, that I also. Pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin that ale, one I think was pretty. I think that's solid. a really good beer. Now, um, for me, here's the thing: because you know, I have a fairly uh, bad sweet tooth when it comes to stuff like this. When I, I'm of the other camp. I you're want looking, it to you're be looking for the pumpkin pie, pie beer. beer. Yes. So, a general like if that's you. And you want something that's kind of sweet and filled with that pumpkin pie flavor. Your best, uh, my best guess for you and what I end up doing a lot of the time is I will buy one that is a um, heavier beer. So it's like a stout or Mm. a um, imperial stout or something like that. And those I find tend to 
be more sweet already anyways. But when you add the pumpkin in, it gives it kind of that thicker, uh, sweeter, almost dessert beer type flavor that I'm looking for. So uh, speaking of Southern tier, they're Warlock and they also have the pumpkin cold coffee or cold pressed coffee version which is really good because then you get that pumpkin flavor, but there's a little bit more working there. So it doesn't just feel like you're drinking a pumpkin pie liquid form. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but overall yeah. I would say try for those higher ABV uh, kind of double or Imperial um, pumpkin stouts and stuff like that. Now this is interesting. I'm on beeradvocate.com and I searched top pumpkin beers and I got two different links. And this is interesting because they're, two different lists and they don't have the same results. So this one list is, you know, top, top rated pumpkin beers. Uh, and it's sorted by weighted rank. So the first beer with the highest score, well, it's weird by, okay. Cause it goes by, by the number of ratings. The number one beer on this list is picture. If you will, by bottle logic brewing, which never I've heard of, never, never heard of. So I'm going to look, well, that brings up that. another thing too, is, it's going to be tough because uh, depending on where you're from, you're not going to have the same options. At least right, Southern exactly. Tier is pretty right. and close. That's, to... And that's some smaller brewery in California. And then we have, like, on this top 10 list, for example, I have only heard of one of the beers, which is Schlafly's Pumpkin Ale, which is a St. Louis brewery. But these other ones, Bottle Logic Brewing, Aleworks Brewing, St. Arnold Brewing, Cigar City. I heard of Cigar City, obviously. Yeah. St. Arnold Brewing. Selens Grove Brewing. So I don't know what I don't know what's up with this list, but this other list is a little more right. So this one, at least, I feel this is a little more uh, national. Okay. So on this, on this, this is uh, ordered by number. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. This is ordered by the number of reviews. So I don't know why you would do that. Um, gosh, I guess you're just assuming that. I guess you're just assuming. So this is going to be this is going to be tougher. But Palm King Southern Tier has it has a 4.05 score with over 7,500. That's um, pretty solid reviews. So I think that's going to be up there. Pumpkin Ale is on there. Yeah. Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. Don't do that. That's no, not good. that's a that's you. What you should do is get the um get one of the better ones we're talking about, and then get that and try them back to back. And then you'll understand why they're not good. Cause I've had yeah. that one by itself and it's fine. It doesn't taste like garbage. It just is an example of a flat pumpkin beer that just kind of has one flavor. And you're just, just like, really, yeah. this is it. There's no spice in it or anything like that. Um, Imperial pumpkin ale by Weyerbacher. Yep. I've had on that one. Not, one of my favorites. Um, Imperial pumpkin. Ale, oh, that's what I just said. Uh, pumpkin head ale from shipyard. So both of the ones that we've mentioned already, uh, Samuel Adams, Samuel Adams pumpkin ale. I think I've had that. That's not anything. To that one wasn't too out. good. No, I have uh, Schlafly's well. pumpkin ale, uh, pumpkin ale. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that one. New Holland's Ichabod. Ballast point is a, on this list. Pump kick. Oh, pump kicks. On I, there? I've seen this one from cigar city again as well. Good gourd, Imperial pumpkin ale. So good gourd. Well, gourd, Thing is, you just gotta, you kind of, it's, it's a style that I think some people just aren't a fan of and some people are. And then I think it's got, it's, it has the, I think it has a bit of a, but, or, um, um, not bias, a bit of a, 
bad reputation or whatever. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it really, it just depends, you know, well, it I think goes along a, with that whole, Oh, pumpkin spice latte. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, it does. But let's face it. Guys are like that about IPAs all year round. So whatever, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a interesting style and you're only going to really enjoy it for two months out of the year. I think fall is a great time to have Browns and, and I think pumpkin, I think pumpkin's a fun style. And I, I really, if you can't find a pumpkin and you want to have something that's seasonal, I, I hardly, I would highly recommend you to explore the more Germanic styles. Go try a Marzen or an Oktoberfest. Well, an Oktoberfest is typically is a Marzen, but give a Marzen a shot because I think those are great beers. But I think there, I think there really is a, I think there can be a pumpkin ale out there that you can enjoy. And I think it just depends. Are, are, are you, have you had a beer that's trying to do more of the authentic pumpkin flavor or now, you, okay, well, let's find something that has a little more of that cinnamon, a little more of that spice, yeah. a little more of that that sweetness to offset if, that. If you can do this, my suggestion would to be go somewhere where you can buy single bottles, pick up like that Blue Moon, pick up uh, one or two of the the your more larger craft breweries like a Sam Adams or or um, even the um, the one from um, Dogfish Head. Then find out what you have locally and maybe one of those Southern tier ones too. just get a whole six pack of them and go from there. Cause you'll find, even though they're all pumpkin, they all will taste very different. Yeah. Patrick is in the Rhode Island area, if I remember right. So he's in the okay. Northeast. So there should be a lot of good beer options around him. Should have a good distribution map to pull from. So, I mean, I do that with any style that I'm in. I did that with Oktoberfest. I just grabbed a bunch of them because even though they're all the same style, it's nice to be able to try them when yeah. they're fresh in your memory, even if you're not yeah. taking them back to back to back. But, and I remember, I remember back in the day when I thought that the, uh, the blue moon and that pumpkin ale was, that's, that was good, but that's a good to give you a baseline. Cause you can have that and say, okay, this is what a very run of the mill mediocre pumpkin ale tastes yeah, like. And then I non-nuanced. guarantee you're going to have some stuff above that. Yeah. So, thank you for the question, sir. And, uh, rounding out our listener, uh, lightning round. I guess that's what I'm going to call it. Pew. Mr. Nathan Thomas. Blast from the past. Good to hear from you, sir. Yes, it's been a this while. This has been a I, crazy year. He uses the hashtag. <laughs> yeah, he did. This has been a crazy year for me on so many levels. It really has been a year of achieving goals and resetting my sights on new goals, saying, what's next? Where can I focus? My hashtag Q for F. Congratulations on trending. that, by the way. Hasn't happened yet. What goals do you have personally, professionally, and then I'm a, at first I thought personally and professionally, but I think this means these are three separate questions. What goals do we each have personally? We each have professionally, and then four flexibles. How close are you to achievement? And when you achieve those goals, how do you celebrate? Uh, personally, I this guess deep, my, per, I guess a good personal goal is to get out of debt. You know, we had we had Ooh. the hospital, had the credit, you know, a credit yeah. card bill. I'd like to get those paid off and get us back onto our our goal and our path of saving and saving for Aiden and being, you know, back to a point where, hey, you know what, let's save for a vacation again. You know, I hope to take Aiden on a Disney World trip when he's older, be able to take my wife somewhere, you know, so th- I think that's that's a good uh, This is a vacation. Goal. What is this that you speak I, of? I know, right? Professionally, uh, the most closest goal that comes to mind is get us into the new office without any hiccups. You know, I've got, I've got a network I'm getting built out. I've got Work new workstation getting set up. I got new workstations that need to get built out. I need to, we have to move, and then I've got to just deal with everything that comes with that. So I think that's my first immediate goal is 
getting through 2018, getting everything in place to move in the 2019. And then as we move into the office, I'm just going to have more and more responsibility and, and tasks that come up. And I just kind of further to separate my job duties from doing this jack of all trades to do more specialized. And uh, hopefully I think that's going to keep pointing in the direction of technology where I hope that within a couple of years time, I might be able to step into a place as a, maybe a chief technology officer position, maybe as an executive of the company and hopefully get a better, better, bigger paycheck out of the whole deal. And, you know, and for like flexibles, you know, I, Flexibles has always been the show that's kind of surprised me and kind of, and, it, and it, I don't think it's not for the content that we create, but from the, the, the quality and the caliber of the people that we've connected with through doing the show. You know, if you, if you join us on, on discord, you see that, you know, it's not, it's not the biggest discord server you're ever going to be part of it. It's not the most active discord you're ever going to be a part of, but I think the people that join us there are like some of the true, like, I don't want to say hardcore, but some of the true core uh, friends that we made through doing the show. And I think, you know, the conversations that we do have are a, a riot and a really great time. So for me, for Flexipose, and if I had set a, a short term goal, it's to continue to grow the Twitch channel to hit our affiliate status, which we're still we're doing great. We're well on the path up. We would love for you to follow twitch.tv slash Flexipose. Um, that's that's the one immediate goal. Hit those 50 followers and we'll hit that. But in terms of Flexipose, I mean... I mean, yeah, you can always say exposure and to grow the audience and this and that, but I mean, I, I, I would just like to keep continue, like to continue having fun doing the show, and to hit our Patreon goals. I can say that, but really, what I like to to know best about Flexibles is when we talk about something that resonates with someone, or when we are just listening to our show, kind of makes the trolley dreary monotonous of everyday life a little bit better for that person that's listening to it yeah so if i had to set a goal to flexibility it would be to continue to do that to continue to bring some humor and some fun to the everyday monotony of life and then when someone's feeling down or feeling or having hardship about life they can listen to us who often share about our hardships and the things that we're struggling through and say hey you know what those guys are having a hard time too i'm not the only one that's experienced something like this and that really helps lift them up in a time when they're Maybe not feeling quite so well. Well, and we've always been described as almost like you're just hanging out at a bar with us and like we're your friends and we're all just hanging out or whatever. So, which is to me is awesome. Like I like the podcasts I listen to, to be that way. You know, there's, there's Mm -hmm. always nice. It's always nice to hear one like lore where it's got really great production value and it almost tells you a story or whatever, but it's something we never do research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we just show up and hit record. <laughs> uh, but when there's something to be said about when you hit a certain age and you find you don't have as much time to go out and do the stuff you used to do or whatever. And it's almost like catching up with your friends when you hear um, like any of the podcasts in our kind of group or um, uh, community that we sort of belong to. So I, I, I like that about us that we, we can, like you said, cheer somebody up just by kind of being just kind of hanging out with them, so to speak. Right. And being right. able I to mean, engage in an audience that is small enough that we can actually engage with them as opposed to just it all being noise. 
Yeah, I mean, and like you said, I I work and I come home and spend a little time I can with my son and my wife, and I don't have a whole lot of other time in my my life to go out to social functions, have a lot of close friendships locally. So you know, the internet is where I have some of my strongest friendships. Uh, you know, excluding you, of course, we we're friends outside of that as well, but we interact mostly through this medium as well. So it's been great to continue to get to know people and share you know, stories and to get to know all of you guys throughout what we've been doing. 234 this four plus year, episodes. <laughs> 34 episodes divided by, you know, how many, 52 weeks in a year. So, yeah. And that, so, and we've skipped years. So, I mean, just, it's been a, it's been a great journey. So I just like to see all that continue. What about, uh, what about you, Lucas? Well, I guess for me, the most obvious personal goal that I've had was weight loss. And I've talked about that. And, for the most part, I'm there like, well, it kind of doesn't count, but being sick really does a lot for your weight loss, apparently, <laughs> because I, I weighed in at uh, 174.2, which is the lowest I ever remember being um, since I've started weighing myself. Um, and that all I mean, a lot of that has to do with my health, but a lot of it also has to do with the way that I feel and the way that I, I feel about myself, like being on a beer show or being on now that we do the live show and have been doing it since what episode 200. So maybe yeah. a little bit earlier than that, but a little bit. Yeah. We did the live episode 200 and then we did a couple. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't want to look good. You know, obviously that's part of my <laughs> part of the reason why I want to lose weight and, uh, or, and plan to continue to do so. Um, for a little while anyway. And, uh, this is the first time I've ever been, I've ever really hit my weight loss goals for the longest time. I've always been stuck between like 215 and 205. And I'd be like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I got all the way down to 205. And then something would happen. I'd get sick or, or whatever. And, uh, and I've, I've talked about doing things like P90X where you kind of feel like you have to be as soon as you miss a couple of days, you're just like, you're done. You're, you're effed now and you might as well not even try anymore. And learning how to, to do, to do weight loss, like basically learning new habits, um, and realizing that you don't have to do a program. Like you don't have to do P90X necessarily and have uh, weight loss. I, I think a lot of these programs and a lot of, uh, just the types of stuff that you see for weight loss and working out stress a little bit too much about what you need to be doing as far as your diet and everything. They, they act like if you end up eating a cheeseburger one night, you, you're, you're going to go to hell or whatever. And for me, I had to realize I didn't need to internalize that as much. I didn't need to overthink that as much because in the long road, and it is a really long road, but um, it's going to, there are going to be times when you have to eat a cheeseburger because for whatever reason, that's just how life is. And, or you're going to eat pizza or whatever, and you just do your best to mitigate what you're doing. And, and then you, just continue on the next day because life isn't life isn't how good you can do one day or how bad you did the next day. It's just a culmination of the last for me, three years of what I did right and getting momentum and 
being able to keep that momentum going. Uh, I will, I've had lots of times where I stopped for a month doing any sort of exercise or keeping track of my food or anything like that. Cause it's a pain in the ass and you start getting tired of doing it and you just want to eat and, or like holidays are coming up and you don't want to be that guy who's like using my fitness pal to log, you know, some freaking bread rolls. And you're just like, can I see the package so I can scan the bread rolls? So I know yes. how it's like, everyone's looking at you like you're crazy. And I can say from doing that years ago and then doing it now though, man, the technology has helped make that so much easier. It has, it has. And they've definitely made it so that for instance, if you eat the same things a lot, it's not as yeah. difficult. Um, but all this said, I'm just saying like, personally, I feel like I've hit a goal and I've made it. And it's one of the first ones that I've had in a long time where I feel like I actually set a difficult one that I hit. So I'm pretty cool. Pretty pumped about that. Um, professionally is a little tougher though, because I'm professionally speaking, I am more or less an at-home dad who your son doesn't really give you any performance reviews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yourself, yeah. Exactly. Um, but of course, you know, I went to film school and all of that. So I did have dreams at one point about, I don't know, doing film and, and, and whatnot. And battle of the beer kind of came out of that to a certain degree, um, wanting to create content. The problem is I realized all this a little too late in my life for, it's not too late, but it's just bad timing. Cause we started a family at, right after film school and that kind of makes it a little difficult to do what you have to do in film, which is be on a lot of film sets. doesn't matter what you know. It's all about who you know. You know, they say that a lot, but it's true because the people you work with are who are going to get you on the next job. I didn't get one call to work on any um, film shoots or TV shows at all this year. And I knew that was going to be the case because the less you, the less exposure you get to jobs, the more likely you're not going to be called back because if you, if you say no to one job, it takes too much time for them to, to find, to ask you every time if you're available, they'll just go to the next person who's available all the time. Yep. So sidestepping from that, I guess really it all comes into kind of folds together with flux deposed battle of the beer and any, anything else we've done, like T-shirt creation or anything like that. I've always been a creative person uh, to a certain extent, and I've always had the the creative curse, which is I never finish anything, but I start a lot of things. <laughs> um, so really, I guess my goals are professionally are to to get things done for Flux Deposed and for the other things that we do, uh, creatively speaking, that... Uh, I don't want to say make money or anything like that because it would be nice. I'm not going to lie. It'd be nice to do a podcast and just get paid for that, but that's not realistic, but it would be nice to uh, have a body of work or whatever that I can be proud of. And I, I do to a certain degree, but there's always improvement when it comes to flex suppose we we're, we've always talked about what um, thanks to, you know, our Patreon and people who have supported us, the community, what can we get that will, um, improve the quality of the show. So we got a mixer, you know, we've done, we've gotten different programs here and there. We've tried different things mm -hmm. and, and exploring those avenues and basically not being, we've always realized on the show, like 
we can be a little complacent sometimes, but we're always good about knowing that we're being that way. And then we go, it's almost like we have to have that little like blah moment to go up to the next level because that's what kicks us in the butt and says, yeah, okay, we, we, what we're doing isn't working. Let's, you know, big creative energy. Uh, all of a sudden we're going to figure out what the next step is. And then we're going to take that another, another leap forward. <laughs> so, um, I think that's kind of our goals from here, uh, for flux depose is just to continue to improve the show and, uh, and do that by making it more legit, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. which, which is great for me because, I don't mind doing things like sound and stuff like that or editing and, and whatnot time permitted. But the thing about like being on a film set is they're not just going to say, Hey, do you want to run the, all the sound equipment? Unless it's a really, really janky shoot. They're not just going to give you a bunch of equipment that you have no experience with, give you time to figure out how it works and then, you know, let yourself get experience that way. You know, they expect you to already know how to do that stuff. And so, right through the show, you know, it's kind of nice to dink around with a, a mixer for better or worse and, and kind of get experience with that and slowly build my tool set even more. So yeah, that's uh those are, <laughs> I guess in a sense, the goals are at least what we shoot for and, and, yeah. uh, and kind of what we keep in our sites and my sites. Well, when, I guess. You, when you achieve your goals, Lucas, how do you celebrate? Um, well, I'd say I drink beer, but I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's the one thing I probably don't do enough. I don't really like when it's been something, you know, work related, you know, we might have a dinner or we'll go out to lunch, you know, my wife, you know, something like that. Or, you know, yeah, we have like a, a hooray person for personal stuff, you know, from the like family stuff. But I mean, it's probably one thing we don't draw enough attention to to celebrate. And I think here at Flexibles, we've done certain, we've heard certain milestones, we've done certain things and we've done that's the tough thing is like, how do we make, you know, like episode one, you know, episode 50 was a milestone. Episode 100 was a milestone. Episode 200 was a milestone. We tried to do something different. We've done something different each time to celebrate that. Um, you know, episode 300, what do we do? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. But I think it's important to at least acknowledge them. And I think maybe to make them more of a celebration to, to celebrate the milestones, the, the accomplishments is something I need to, to work on myself. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Sorry, I was I turned myself down so I could type. I I'm the same way. Like I I seek I know as a person I seek um kind of words of encouragement or or anybody who's who um kind of identifies and and uh sees what I've done obviously cuz why does anybody do anything for the most part except to be acknowledged? That's the word that I'm looking for. So as long as I feel like as long as, and usually my wife is the one who, who kind of does that for me. And she's just like, Hey, I noticed you've been really good with your diet lately. Good job or whatever. And that's typically all that I really need are those words of encouragement and a little bit of acknowledgement that, that, uh, I see you've been working harder or, Hey, I see you're, you're doing this. And I think that's cool. That's all I, that's all I need. <laughs> and then a big shot of tequila. Perfect. There you go. Like we, we we clearly need your suggestions as to how we should yeah, be celebrating. Yeah. yeah, we need your suggestions, Nathan. Help us, help us, help us all. to party, boy. That uh, that concludes our listeners' suggested choice lightning round thingamajubers. 
Mm-hmm. And now we're going to play a little Overclock Remix, come back with some what you play, and finish out the show. For those uninitiated, we do like to feature a song from OC Remix every week on the show. We pull one yes. randomly from the front page of that website. And hopefully we've had a couple other remixes hit. Uh, I see a to Mega Man 2 one. Thin out the the second and two, three album. So we'll see. I'm going to... I'm gonna... I'm going to spin that wheel. Spin the wheel, my friend. I keep drinking this schlitz. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, we were one away from getting that Mega Man 2 uh, remix. But it might be just as good because let's get dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Very nice. As Lucas has alluded, our remix tonight comes from the NES hit Darkwing Duck. It's called Playtime's Over. Wasn't an NES hit. It was. Our remixer is Sinus. This was released on Darkwing Duck was released by Capcom 1992 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, It features the song uh, from the FOWL Fowls Floating Fortress. Oh, God. I forgot about Fowl. It's EDM, yes. it's Psytrance, it's energetic, it's funky, it's jazzy. It's four minutes and 45 seconds long, so you got some time to kick back, go get a snack, fill up your glass one more time to, before you come back. I thought you were, whoa, you got a rhyme going. I was like, dang. I know. Get a snack, kick back before you come back. Fill up your glass before you come back to Check, round out the show Don't with break us. your knack. That's a slant rhyme. And I feel I urge you guys to check out Overclock Remix, ocremix.org is the web address. Also, if you're, uh, you know, need an option to stream some stuff, you need some music to help get you through the day, and you're tired of listening to podcasts, check out rainwave.cc. That is the official, not really the official streaming partner, but they do they stream the entire OC Remix so you'd catalog say it's on there. The unofficial. <laughs> it's the unofficial streaming. I think they are official, honestly, but it's they're not cool affiliated, feature. though, right? They they're just not somebody affiliated. did it, and they were like, "Hey, that's okay." Yeah, I think so. Cool. And you can uh, you can vote on the songs. You can like request a song from the library. You can vote on songs. It's just a cool, uh, cool little feature. I was kind of, I'm kind of curious. Uh, Lucas, are you? It's the download set. I am ready. Okay, I'm just kind of curious. I wonder how their the OC Remix Patreon is doing because I haven't been on there anymore. What do um, they? Oh, Patreon. Okay, never mind. Yeah, because they they're a nonprofit. So they use that to help mitigate, you know, site costs. I thought it, I, for some reason in my brain, I was thinking Kickstarter, like they had a goal or something. Mm. Well, they have. What is this? Oh, wow. They, they've changed their goals up a little bit. Um, but right now they're at fifteen hundred dollars out of two thousand where they'll get um, more music. But I, I, I don't know if they'll hit it now because now it's three thousand where they'll have lossless remixes. And then what I've always been excited for is a mobile app. Oh, like like uh, lossless audio quality? Yeah. Dang. But they'll have a, a mobile app for an, an actual Overclock Remix official mobile app, which I can only imagine is like you'd be able to just oh, pull up the so app great. and access and stream yeah. anything. If I could just have so, a radio on like app for that, because I don't want to have to just download a bunch of songs and then throw them on my phone or, you know. That's why I use, that's why I use TuneIn. Or, which Flexible's run TuneIn now. I use TuneIn Radio because you can stream Rainwave. Oh, that's nice. TuneIn. I'll have to check that out then. So I use that. Uh, but I, I've, I've got on enough. Excuse me. Not on enough about that. We're going to play this remix, <laughs> and we'll come back to some What You Play and finish the show. 
GensoSeramics.org. Take it away, Lucas. We'll be back in five minutes.
well, that had a um, long fade out outro. I'm like, we got 20 oh. seconds to go. And as soon as I typed that to Jason, it started fading out. And I was like, oh. Oh. Okay. No, we don't. Okay. No, we don't. Oh, well. It all worked Before out. We, before we jump into what you play, and I want to mention, because I'm actively following the project, I haven't personally backed it yet, but the uh, the Undergrads, the movie uh, Kickstarter is currently at $80,015 Canadian out of 87816 With so, how much time left? 15 days. So it's looking, oh, it's it's looking, looking pretty, pretty good. good right now. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, which is funny. For the to the loyal fans who have stuck with the show for almost two decades after its cancellation. Uh, <laughs> That's you. <laughs> That's me. Yep. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, how about we do a little What You Playing and get this podcast going? Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo, Somerset! I've been all about comic books lately. Hey, uh, up until too. up until tonight, I had played zero games. I brought my Switch with me on the trip, and never even and never even took it out of its travel case. Wow, great! That's much, crazy. Much, much after your praise, I was like, okay, I got to start reading Saga. So I finally cracked yes. volume one open, and man, you weren't kidding. And like, I forget like how good of a, a writer Brian K. Vaughn is. Like, I really liked his stuff on Star Wars that he had done. That's been my first exposure with him. And just the writing, but just the like the, the setting and like the character design in Saga is so much different than anything else I've ever like seen before. And I really like the colors and the art style. Oh, there's a all... there's an issue cover that I would totally buy as a as a um uh like a poster or something like that. Oh, nice. Like what what is that one bounty hunter call? It is the the, the, the stock. Will. The is stock. That... Yep. Like never seen anything. <laughs> Like yeah, they're all called like, the bounty hunter. Oh yeah, that yeah that thing. Um, she's like a spider on the lower half, she, but then she yeah. also has a woman torso, oh, ad, a woman's torso with and, no and head, but then spider eyes. It's really yeah, pretty wild. Creepy, and then the whole like the whole robot kingdom and that whole side of thing, and those are pretty weird too because they mean, have like just, TVs for heads. Yeah, but they're humanoid. It's very all very interesting. Like I almost get, you know, and I'll feel terrible if you already mentioned it, but from our talk last week, but something like something about like the weird animals and everything about it, just not animals, but the creatures, kind of gives me almost a beyond and good and evil. Yeah, like, yeah, I could see. I didn't say that, but I could totally see that. Yes. Just in the the mashup of humans, and you know, we had the Moonies and everything. It just um, I, I won't go on about it because you, you talked about it in full, but, but I mean, it definitely deserves all the praise and accolades that it's gotten because it's just a very, very high quality book. Uh, Lumberjanes, volume two, continuing my, my reading of that. As we mentioned last week, um, same author that wrote Nimona also has done Lumberjanes, and it's just more of the same from the, these, these girls at camp. And now we, the story is kind of fleshed out a little more what's been going on, what caused some of these supernatural disturbances. And that kind of volume two there kind of wraps up like this first whole arc that we can. So now I think it's ready to expand into new territory. So I have volume. I requested volume three and four from the library. Volume four is ready. 
volume three is not. So I'm going to wait and not get volume four as long as possible until Ooh. my hold almost expires. So that way <laughs> there's a chance that volume three comes in before that. Oh, that's a good idea. And then show wise, um, I've got, there's one other, another different comic book. I basically, I've, I keep like scouring the internet for like suggested, you know, graphic novels. So I keep, I'll, pull from that list and keep adding to mine so i have i have one comic from there i can't i still can't think of the name uh black sad black sad that's oh the yeah, name. yeah. It's, like, it's like a noir anthrop anthropomorphic animal story Ooh, of some sort so that sounds good yeah looking forward to that and then i'll probably at some point jump into east of west again but then lucas believe it or not it's still in the shrink wrap god hates astronauts i haven't read that yet that's the one with the um, wrestling bear or whatever. Yeah, was, and you you gave that like you gifted that to me, right? Oh like, yeah, because you that you saw it, we were at the um, the comic book shop uh, together, which was a rare yeah. rarity in itself. And you were looking at it, and you're like, "Man, I'm not gonna buy it today, but that's pretty cool." So I got you, it for you. Yeah, for it was like a birthday thing. Yeah, and uh, years ago. Well, yeah, you gotta get on that, boy. I know. So that well, if it makes get... you feel any better, you got me the goon, and I read that, but I never like followed up with it. But now I think I, if I can, I will at the library because mm, I liked it. Yeah. It was very, uh, um, it was cartoony, but not, but it was still mature. So it was interesting. Like the library is like made me passionate about comics again because it's just so much easier to read a volume than an issue and not know? have to and, store uh, it and keep it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the haunting of Hill house after we recorded last week, that next day, last week, Thursday, Jessica and I finished that the last two episodes wraps up pretty well. I, I would have to say this is probably going to be, a, I, it appears it's going to be a self-contained one, one and done season. Okay. It was, it was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's fantastic. I thought i like had a lot of great scary moments, just high quality moments in the show itself. Um, I don't know. I really, I really, really liked it. So what can I say more about it? It was good. You should watch it. And then I've been watching Adventure Time, like in season four, still of Adventure Time. Nice. Uh, Lucas, I, I have to yeah. break show flow here, but I I wonder if your computer is either doing some updates or an antivirus scan or. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Cause I'm getting, I'm getting ton, ton of bad performance. And then I even. I'm watching like I have the stream up in the background. I'm getting a lot of like freezing in the the Twitch stream. I don't have any dropped frames, so perhaps That's it is so on so your side. Why don't I? Yeah. Why don't you finish up and I'll pull up? Uh, or did you already? Well, that is that is, that is it for me. I'm going to refresh my. Okay, let me pull it up. I just want to make sure here. too. It shouldn't take too long, and I'll continue. With uh, of course, I'm going to have no to watch, watch after it. I mention it. Now everything's going to be everything's going to be fine. You know? Well, you were saying you were saying that I there were, I was stuttering and stuff beforehand, so I shouldn't be having any issues over here. But I wouldn't. I, it's not like I restarted my computer before this yeah. or anything. So every once in a while, I'll uh, every once in a while they get you. They they do get you. They do get yep. you. Um, I'll put that out there, people. If you have a if you have a graphic novel recommendation, I should check out. Please, I would send it to Lucas and myself because we're both very uh, very all, much consuming that content. All of the X Men that there is. Um, no, I'm not getting too much besides the typical uh, black fl uh, flickering. Oh, okay. that well, the... Maybe it was a temporary thing, and it's better now, so we'll just go with it. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, and then I should mention, I forgot. Yeah, I, I uh, fired up Dead Space before the stream. I had a little free time gifted yeah, to me. Did. So I fired up Dead Space. I finished Chapter 11, and I started Chapter 12, which is the last chapter in the game. I did not finish it. I probably won't. I would, Part of me considered trying to finish it after the show, but I think I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to table that for another time. Oh, I, w- I figured you would, actually. So, But you well, do what you feel depends. like doing. How much, how much do you think I have left? Um. I honestly don't remember. I would imagine probably half hour, 45 minutes, maybe. That's what I, that's what I figure. So, yeah, I think I'll save that for another. So uh, maybe later this week we'll finish Dead Space. The journey that we started a year ago will finally come to an end. Finish Dead nice. Space on stream. So. Nice. I will I will applaud you when that happens. I, I have to say, I, I still, you know, really positive about that game. I have to say the, the worst part about it are the controls and the resolution. Like, I can just tell, like, the resolution's really small playing on the PC still, even though I've increased it just like when you move, you just still feel really close. Everything feels so close to you. And, and like Isaac just controls very like tanky. your FOV needs to be a little yeah, bit higher. FOV needs to hold back. And like, I, I understand because of the suit, maybe you should feel a little clunky, but it just, it doesn't feel very, very fluid at all. And just feel like I'm swaying around and it's just very clunky in his movement. And uh, I'm kind of, at this point, ready for the game to be done because you, you kind of—it's kind of in some regards—it's overstated. It's welcome with some of the mechanics. Where it's like, okay, go in this room. Oh, there's going to be a lockdown. Kill enemies till they stop coming. Yep. All right, now go on. Oh, do you hear music? Here comes the bad guys. Kill them. Okay, keep going. You know, I remember feeling that way to a certain degree too, and I liked the game. So yeah, and I, not to say that I don't like the game because I, I do still enjoy it. Uh, just, I'm ready to be done. Like I knew, like that guy on the shuttle. I was like, "Oh, guess what? He's gonna die." And it, and it, it's hard for me to, to, to like suspend my disbelief. Where me as the player, I have this power suit and all these I, these weapons at my disposal that have kept me alive. And then these just these unarmed NPCs have survived all this time. Like that <laughs> one doofy scientist, and um, I'm. Pretty safe to assume, sure that that's not my. Is that his wife or his girlfriend? I can't remember that. I'm yeah. not that she's she's not real. She's a an apparition of my my mind or my own reality. You know, so, I can't tell you that. I uh, know. So <laughs> I, I just find it hard that. And then you know you get that spoilers. You get that double cross there that just happened to me, and the other dude got taken out by that giant monster thing in earlier in an earlier chapter. So. I'm interested to see how much uh, Dead Space 2 improves over that. The storytelling is way to... better in that one. And I think the controls might be too. I don't remember. Yeah. Like, my problem is I just don't like the audio logs. Yeah, I listen to, but like the journals, I don't read them. I just, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. True that. Know? True that. So, True uh, yeah, looking forward to finishing it up and moving on to Dead Space 2. And heck, maybe, maybe I'll even get really, really crazy and then, you know, we'll be. Be time for a Steam sale. Maybe I'll have to pick up Dead Space Three. Oh God! I think you're going to be very say, disappointed. <laughs> and I'll say, Lucas, let's play it co-op. I would, sadly, if that's even possible these days. Who knows? They, I don't know if it's server-based or 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 what. But well, there's ways around that. That's true. That's true. That is true. We'll make it work. Um, speaking of which, I need to. I was talking about. Uh, on Thursday, I should probably get back to streaming some Resident Evil. I tried streaming For- Forza 4, Forza Horizon 4, and that doesn't seem to be, one, working that well because it it's not game capture, so it takes a lot to capture the window instead. 
through the software. And two, doesn't really seem to be that popular at just in general. Most people, there's probably a lot of people playing it already and it's just a racing game. Like there's nothing to react to. So I'm just, other than my bad driving, there's not, <laughs> although I did the last time I streamed it, I'm pretty sure nobody watched it. Well, Ugh, people were me. like, yeah, you should stream that. And then I did. And then nobody watched it. And so I was already <laughs> upset, but it, it was such a pain in the ass to actually stream that I was, I was mad about that, but then I was in winter time. So it was my mm. driving was atrocious. And so I'm pretty sure you can see on my face that I'm just like, I'm just done. Like I just stopped the stream. I didn't even say, okay, I'm signing off. I just quit. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was so annoyed at how impossible it was to handle, but yeah, I, I need to get back to resident evil before I forget what the hell's going, what the hell's going on. Um, and I look forward to that game. So um, should play more of it. Probably Thursday. Uh, speaking of which, uh, comics anyways, I told you that I had started Watchmen. I don't think I, did I talk about this last week? I don't think I did. Mm-mm. No, because you had mentioned to me okay. on Discord that you were starting yes. it. So I was looking for a new uh, rental or uh, borrow for the Hoopla app to read it on my phone. And uh, I was reading something else, which I'll talk about, but it turns out they only have the first volume of that and uh, other volumes exist. I, I made sure before I, before I got up too upset about it, but uh, so they didn't have any more of that. So I decided to move on to something that I've meant to read for quite some time. And that's Watchmen. I've never read it. Uh, you've talked about it before on the podcast because mm-hmm. you went back and read it again after like close to when the movie came out or when well i had never actually the movie was my first i had no idea what watchman was oh and i okay. remember seeing the trailers for it and i was like what the heck is this dc oh you bought the no idea. you bought the one that came with it right the no graphic so novel? we oh. we went and saw we were in we were in chicago it was like one of our first trips away together we were in chicago and my wife and i and when we were first dating and we went to went and saw Watchmen an opening night um, at, at Navy Pier, which was really cool. And then while we were still in Chicago, like at uh, Barnes and Noble, whatever, I picked up the graphic novel oh. and then read it like in two days. Like then in two days, I read the whole thing after. So I saw the movie and then I wanted to read. The, and then you I went fell back in and love read the graphic novel twice over. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. Um, I love the color in this thing. I, I'm not going to get too into it because everybody knows Watchmen at this point, but the color. Because this came out in the 80s, right? The original uh, Watchmen was released in the e, 80s. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and it shows, but now it's kind of swung back the other way where it's cool again because the the way that the colors uh, just pop off from the page. And and uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really great to look at uh, as well as read, obviously. Uh, September 86 to October of 87. I wanted to say 86. But that's also because that's when I'm born. I was born when I am born. Uh, so I am naturally gravitated towards that date. The other thing I've been reading, I got from the library and it's something I I can't remember who told me I should read it, but I've always heard it's really good. Um, And I know they make that gigantic like compendium omnibus, whatever uh, hardcover book of this comic or this That's the best novel. way to read Walking Dead, I find. Yes, but I don't want this one is like 
unwieldy. So I didn't want to have to deal with that. So I did the volumes instead, the trade paperbacks. Mm. And that is the Sandman. Now, I went into Ooh. this knowing absolutely nothing about this. Literally nothing as far as the story goes or who this character is or whatever. It's a bit tough to get into at first, but once it gets going, um, slight spoilers, Jason, do you care? Not story-wise, but about expectations, I guess. No, because I don't think I I've I don't think I'm gonna read Sandman. I've heard enough about it. I just it's, don't it's, think it's quite it's tough to chew on because you're like when you're reading it, you're like, what the hell is going on? It's one of those things where you kind of start, they don't explain anything, so you're kind of left to try to figure out some of the things like who some of these demons and stuff that keep coming up, uh, who they are and who these other people are. And, um, but what I didn't know about this is that the Justice League are in this story to a certain degree. Batman is in here, and, and this is a Vertigo comic. So I don't know if they're like owned by DC or, or what, but the, uh, John Constantine is another mm. person who's in this. Um, and who's who of comic scene? John a, Constantine. a little bit, a little bit. Um, and so I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, and this is completely different than it, it's not very superhero-y at all. So I don't, I don't really know how to, what to expect from it, I guess. Uh, I'm almost at the end of the first volume and I have the second one to continue and I'm enjoying it. But like I said, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, much to chew on. So it's, it's not as easy of a read as some of the other stuff, just as far as like, even the, the way the panels work out sometimes are, are kind of tough. There's a lot of visual information going on. So I'm enjoying it, but it's just uh, it's just kind of slow going, I guess. Um, and then the other thing, the the comic I was reading before I switched over to Watchmen was called Sweet Tooth, and this was on one of those lists, top 100, yes, whatever. Yes, I was. I'm curious about this one because I'm contemplating. I almost skipped it. My I, I just I didn't really like the way the artwork looked at in, on the front cover. Um, the artwork is a little rough. It's not too bad, but it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. And, uh, it, it also kind of starts out without telling you too much about the world other than some sort of disease or something hit and took out a lot of people and made them sick and they slowly died off. And everybody who's left is kind of in a, in a uh, sort of apocalyptic type situation. Um, much of humanity has been abandoned and, people are living in groups inside of like broken down towns and stuff like that. And, uh, it tells the story of, um, I can't remember what they're called, but they are hybrids. I think is what they're called. They're, uh, humans, human children that have, uh, characteristics of animals. So for instance, our main character, sweet tooth is, uh, a human boy, but has the antlers of a deer. And uh, it doesn't really explain how that happened yet anyways. And um, he lives alone in the forest with his dad, but his dad's sick and he's very religious and he's very isolationist. And he tells his son not to leave the forest ever because uh, all that happens out there is sin and you'll burn and et cetera, et cetera. 
Well, his dad dies one day and uh, a man shows up in the forest that saves his life and offers him a candy bar. And that's kind of where he like he's never had outside food before. He's only had food okay. they've grown at the house or at the cabin. And so that's why he's called Sweet Tooth. And he takes him. The whole first volume is about this guy taking him to what's called the preserve where there's other kids like him because oftentimes they're hunted for, uh, I guess testing or something, but people will hunt these children and sell them off or whatever. So he's a little bit dubious of this guy and what he wants, but eventually he decides to go with him because he can't stay in the cabin anymore because people know where he is now. The art style is rather interesting. It takes a little bit to get used to. I wouldn't say it's pretty. That's for sure. Um, no. Very utilit. I I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it kind of feels like something I could have drawn to a certain degree if I just kept at it, you know. So it's it's not s- super um, anatomically correct or anything like that. Oftentimes, I find like the heads are a little bit bigger than the bodies and stuff like that. But it looks. It looks good and it's it, and it's expressive enough that I think it gets the point across and you get used to it after a while anyways. Um it's just not your typical superhero type stuff where you yeah. see like, you know, muscular bodies and perfect anatomy and whatnot. Uh so yeah, it tells the story of this kid who uh rides along with this guy and uh he's going to take him to a place called the preserve. And it's about you learn a little bit about the world as they go. You learn a little bit about this guy and you learn a little bit about sweet tooth and it was good enough that I want to check out the next volumes. So, uh, it definitely volume one ends at a place where you're kind of like, I kind of want to know what happens next. So, uh, is it, how many volumes is the total run? Do you know? I think I saw four so far, but I'm not hundred percent sure. You might want to look that up. Uh, cause I, I don't know, but I can't imagine it's very long. Uh, yeah. So I hope it's not anyways, because I don't know how long this premise could really go, go on for <laughs> Right. Probably like to, four or five, maybe. And it's uh, six issues it each or something like that. So uh, I watched a movie, uh, I, having been sick for most what? of the, yeah, having been sick for most of the week, I didn't do a whole lot other than go to bed early and feel like garbage. But I did watch a movie because again, Netflix DVD and you're just like, well, I could either have these sit around my house for a month or I could just watch it and then send it back. Uh, So Lake Mungo was the other film that I had heard of because of um, that conversation that uh, Jim Sterling had on his podcast about trying to figure out scary movies that he would like. And uh, he said this one was pretty creepy because it seemed very realistic. And what I didn't know about the movie is that it's filmed as if it's a documentary. Oh, and uh, at first shaky I th- cam. No, no shaky cam. Uh-huh. Actually, it, it did a really good job of almost feeling like a real documentary, but it um, it is not. <laughs> uh, right. However, it was interesting. Um, the story went in places that I didn't expect. And then it kind of came full circle to uh, an ending that while not unexpected, Felt right, I guess. I wasn't disappointed that I knew sort of not what was going to happen, but just kind of where it was leading. And it tells the story of a family whose daughter drowned 
in a lake on a uh, camping trip. And uh, subsequently, they feel that their house is haunted by her ghost. And so part of the documentary, or most of it, is talking about kind of what they gone that what they go through to determine whether or not they are being visited by her spirit and um some other things come up along the way i don't really want to spoil it i don't i doubt you'll probably ever watch it because of the availability this movie is either you get it on dvd or they have it on that uh shutter app uh oh, the yeah, scary yeah. movie thing and so yep. I think it was, it's kind of confusing too, because it, when you rent it, it says on the DVD, uh, like part of an eight movie series of thrill fest or something like that. And you're like, okay, so is this a short film or like, did I just rent eight short films or, or what's going on? So that's why I was kind of, didn't know what to expect either. And, uh, I guess it's just a collection. It's probably was for like a, uh, um, horror film fest or something that they did these movies for would be my guess anyway. So it has nothing really to do with that, but it, it was just kind of another layer of like, what's going on here. Yeah. Um, so those are the really two, the two ways I think you could also pay for it on like YouTube or uh voodoo or something like that. But who's going to do that? Who pays for that? Right. Um, so I don't want to ruin it for anybody who's interested in it out there, but I will say that it's uh, a, <laughs> it's a touch of a uh, paranormal, paranormal activity without as much Hollywood. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess that was a low budget too, but without as much scary uh, gotcha moments and stuff mm-hmm. like that, there's no, there weren't any jump scares or anything wow, like that. Rotten Tomatoes. It's good. Uh, I mean, it's surprising in the sense that it's not your typical uh, story. It's, it's like that. Uh, it was like Crimson Peak. It's like, it's not a horror film or it's not a ghost movie. It's a movie that has ghosts in it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So okay. from that, from that perspective, I could really appreciate it. It wasn't anything more than creepy, but it had an interesting premise that I thought was worth kind of mulling over. I guess the, the way I can compactly say what the, the premise of the movie is. And so spoiler alert for like five seconds is that it's a, the girl ends up, before she died in the, um, in the lake, she kind of foresaw the fact that she was going to die, but she saw it from the perspective of her already being dead. So she didn't understand what these messages were that she kept getting in her dreams and stuff like that. So like, that's the extra layer of not just the haunting, but also the fact that she was having things going on with her before she ended up dying that day. Um, and that gets revealed towards the end of the movie. So, um, and I think that it helped give it a couple of different layers to uh, just keep it from just being a haunting movie about uh, another haunted house that has a ghost in it. So, um, is is the song "Mungo City" featured anywhere <laughs> in? I wish, but Mungo no. Mungo City, where are you? <laughs> uh, is that Space Hog? That that is Space Hog. I have friend. not heard Space Hog in a while. No, my unfortunately. Mungo's- I actually don't remember there being much music at all since it was a documentary documentary. So no, 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 no music and no fun times. Lastly, speaking of fun times, uh, I did get a, I snuck in a a game last night with uh, listener Callow. We played destiny two 
and he was gracious enough to gift me the Forsaken expansion because he got a what he quoted as great deal. Uh, so a great job. He did a great job. And uh, I, I told him, I said, well, I'll play it with you, but I'll have no idea what the hell is going on. But all I know is you shoot things. So what do you what do you what do you need to know, really? I mean, I've only played this game a handful of times and it's fun every time. I the, the It's like Halo mixed with. Um, uh, oh, I was thinking of it last night. It's like Halo mixed with uh, like an MMORPG or something. Diablo, because. Okay. You have this sense of like killing a lot of mobs and everything, a lot of uh, little enemies that you have to uh, shoot and everything. But the whole, the whole feeling of it is very Halo because it's very Space Marine-y. Uh, you're, you have a lot of different uh, space suits and you're flying around in us. And like the way that you get places is really cool because you take your personal vehicle to uh, the next planet or whatever, sort of like Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, the MMORPG where your cutscenes yeah. would be where you're loading is you flying to the next planet. You don't control right. a spaceship or anything. It's just kind of uh background dressing, but it works because uh, it's really cool looking and the enemies were really awesome. Again, I have no idea who they are. I guess they're the forsaken. I, I don't know, uh, but there's a story, <laughs> there's a story and they're celebrating Halloween. So I guess we did some Halloween stuff too. Um, but I let Callow just kind of lead the way and I'm just like, I'm here to shoot stuff. So, Hey, it's pretty solid. That's not bad. It's pretty solid. Uh, uh, you know, you got your loot grind and uh, you're, or you're, you know, you're getting that, that fat loot and you're grinding out your levels or whatever. So it's, it's solid stuff. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I really appreciate that I can drop in and out of that game without really having to feel too bad about like, you know how you, you know how you get into like World of Warcraft after you've been gone and you're just like, you look at your hot your hot bar in all oh, of God. your abilities, and you're just like, I don't remember what half of this stuff does. It's not as bad here. You just have yeah, a few like, abilities. Like if I tried to play Star Wars: The Old Republic right now, like when I was the tank, when I had my, oh, my Sith Juggernaut, and it was just like I had all the skills, and I had you know specific rotations to use the abilities. Yep. And I was like, yep. Nope. Don't want to go. One, back two, learn that. Three. Four, okay, one just... Okay, and now I use Shift-Q, <laughs> right mouse button. Okay, Shift, middle mouse button, yeah. Control, left click. Gosh. Yeah. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I Callow was talking to me in Destiny, you know, about it, too, and it's like, and so is Dev, because those guys will talk about Destiny anytime you want. I I think this is a game I would you really You would like enjoy. this a lot. I think I would really love Destiny. It's just, unfortunately, I, I don't have the monetary... Uh, space to buy another game in 2019 that I haven't already committed to, or excuse me, 2018, and then let alone the free time to invest in a game like this. Mm-hmm. The free gaming time, I should say. And, and that really, is the one good thing about this is that once you get past the initial stuff, because that's where Callow and I ran into an issue, is you there is like an hour's worth of stuff you have to do ahead of time before you can open up the rest of the game. But once you do that, you can... Um, uh, join up in a group with anybody of any level and it doesn't matter. It just, I don't know That's how nice it works. Nice. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but it's, uh, make sure everybody's by, getting by playing, experience and stuff. Yeah. While playing together, you're still progressing. You're not yeah. being strong because you're a higher lumber. Exactly. And it's still challenging. You don't have somebody who's 20 high uh, levels higher than you rolling through everything. And you get like one XP for every kill. 
and you're like, whoa, we're playing together. <laughs> like in <laughs> For Borderlands. No reason. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know I recommend it. And I, I, I haven't played it enough to really know if I should be recommending it, recommending it, but I, I enjoy it so far and I got it through humble bundle. So I don't feel too bad, but uh, yeah, hopefully we sure. play some more of it. So, and I actually plan on, it seems good enough to play single player to at least get the story and move through that because there are cut scenes. It's got, it's got a very blizzardy feel as far as some of the cinematics that are going on. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often, but when it does, it's uh high quality stuff. So, High quality stuff. <laughs> high quality wild. And that's wild, it. Wild, 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 wild stuff. Wild. Wow. Excellent. All right. Well, let me Excellent. see if I can uh, dig away, up doggy. this uh, article for the community from- grab bag, and then we will we'll get the heck out of here. I need to get the nah. um. Come on, nah. I need to get the uh, Spanish flea song back on here. Yeah, just right, have it man. Loop. That was. That was, that was where it's at. Okay, so my uh, my Dan Anthony article this week comes from MLive, and the headline reads as follows. Nice and slow, Dan. Exploding toilets with recalled part have injured 23, oh. caused 710,000 in damages. Oh, yeah, water damage probably. No joke. Yeah, so apparently... Uh, 1.4 million pressure-assisted flushing systems linked to exploding toilets in North America. So pressure uh, system. I don't understand pressure. It's like this flush valve type flushing unit. It was actually designed um, to explode. Just not at expected, that time. Affected flush mate pressure assisted flushing systems, including the recall were installed inside of toilets and tanks manufactured between 1996 and 2013. The new, <laughs> That's new a Hudson, really Michigan large says. <laughs> Uh, of the 23 injuries reported in the recall, it's said to have required foot surgery. One of the 23 is said to require foot surgery. Could you imagine, like, you just sit down and all you want to do is drop a loaf and next thing you know. Well, then again, though, I think about the times that I flushed the toilet and I'm typically not that close to it. So that thing has got to be, it's got some. Yeah, I don't know what a pressure assisted, you know, like. Is it like one of those toilets that when you flush it, it sounds like a jet engine just started up and it's the, the big <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, calm down. I think I think that's what it is. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, I, mean, I forgot to I forgot to show you this during my what you playing, but I found this when I was going to the bathroom earlier. It's my original Forza Motorsport for whoa. Xbox game. Wow. I don't know what happened to my Xbox, but I have this. So there you have Vintage. it, folks. Told you. Vintage. Now, if I found Project Gotham Racing, that would have been something. If I found Project Gotham Racing, <laughs> if I found aggressive alpine skiing, only you and I know what we're talking about. If I found Project Gotham Racing, all right. Somebody on that note, this, we are going to end the show. As always, thank you everyone for watching, listening, subscribing, downloading, sharing. We telling us, telling all. your friends about us, your moms, your uncles. Give us those iTunes reviews. Punch Give that like button. Punch the like button. Hey, come to those of you who have, please check out Flux Depose on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Give us a follow on the channel. We're at 41. 
We're nine away from 50. Come on. So, there's nine people I'll, out there who. That's right. There's nine people who haven't done it yet. Please do it. Do it now. And we have to say thank you to all Both. of our patrons. Patreon.com slash Flexposal. But special thanks to our Arbiters of Awesomeness, Kevin Austin, Kyle Heyman, Edwin Callow, Tyler R. Rollin, Tom Servo, and our Executors of Excellence, Josh Raboni, Dan Anthony, and Siri Renee. We thank you each and every week, each and every month. You didn't have to do it, but you support did. Support. But you and did. you didn't have to, but you but keep you doing did. it. Thank you. And thank we you. thank you. Thank you. Stick around next week. We'll have a gaming episode, hopefully, for you. And yeah, we're, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for watching. We'll save you a seat for the next one. Goodbye. Check one, two, check one, two. This is me checking the one, two. Can you check, check one, two, one, two, nine, or five. I'm checking to my podcast in the side. <laughs> what are, when did we become Finn and Jake? When we became best friends. <laughs>